This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Welcome to the Ellsworth Sal, and I'm joined today by Chip Zdarsky. Chip, thanks for being here, man. Woo, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, and we're live right now. I'm excited. When we when we worked this out, I was like, how do you feel about doing pre-recorded? And you sent me the amazing Bill O'Reilly gif. I just said, fuck it. We're doing it live. We're doing it like, live. We're doing it live. Yeah, I, all right. I got nothing, I got nothing to hide. Right? Yeah. You hear that? Comic book stealth bloggers in the chat who are like, I've got something to say. Oh, How do you feel about drawing Daredevil? You're know, like, thank you. Oh, gotcha, journalism. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm so excited because there's a ton of projects we can talk about. Uh, I'm even more excited because there is an there, there is one of your new projects is on the horizon. Spider-Man Spider Shadow, number one. It comes out on Wednesday yeah. uh, and you can pick it up. It's going to be great. I know it because I've read it already. Thanks to you. Oh, what a and, brag. Uh, I know. I, I I love getting comics early, uh, especially because I know that I'm not the guy who's telling people or showing them. Like, I just like yeah. I just read it for myself like a like a fucking rat and I keep it to myself. Uh, but yeah, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Spider Shadow because I think there's more to it than just like, yeah, I want to do another imaginary out of continuity Spider-Man story because it looks like this. I mean, from the newly designed What If logo on the cover to mm -hmm. the premise itself, uh, it seems like you've got you've got kind of an idea behind it. Yeah, I mean, this goes back, God, a couple of years now. Um, uh, CB Sabalski, uh, name drop, um, emailed <laughs> me saying that uh, he wanted to know if I, I want to relaunch What If. And I thought about it, I was just like, well, no, not in the way that it's been done before. Right. Because, um, like, as a kid, I, I, I really loved them, but something always felt off about them. And what that off was, was that they were single issues. Right. They're 90% exposition, like, and then this happens, and this happens, because this happens, and this happens. Yep. And, like, the original run of What If had, like, longer stories. Like, I think they were, like, 30, 40 pages. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a good reason for that because it's it's too much to kind of explain because you have to catch the reader up on what did happen, yeah, what the scenario is, and then all the changes. Um, so so that didn't interest me too much. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I kind of I counter proposed treating it as a line of books in which you could do, um, you know, three four issue stories. And then you have a really nice collection uh, at the end of it. And I also insisted, because I'm just, I'm throwing my weight around, obviously. Of course. <laughs> I said, we can't call it what if uh, the way it's been done before, mm. because those don't stand up as a collection. Like a lot of people are buying trades. Yeah, of course. And so, um, and my example to them was, would Marvel zombies have sold as well if it was called what if the Marvel universe became zombies? Yeah. Mm -mm. No, there's no way. Like you just need a, you need a proper good title. And I had a few examples of titles for them for, for various kinds of what if stories. And, um, and, and they agreed. So they're like, 
they they wanted my help in kind of launching it. Okay. Um, and you, you know, you mentioned the logo before, so I designed that logo. Did you? That's yeah. dope. Thanks. And it's it's it's. I want something simple that you can just kind of put in the corner, so people still know it's a what if story. Exactly. You know, it's a little shameless kind of uh, Elseworlds thing because they had that See, as well. That's exactly what I what I was thinking of was the Elseworlds <clears throat> logo and how it's like. Mm you just slap that on and and the funny thing is you know and, and this, is, this is a great opportunity elseworlds kind of like had this like little cachet this prestige around it you know because yeah. so many different stories had ended up being elseworlds your 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 analogy of calling marvel zombies what if is exactly the same as what if they had called what if they'd really like elseworlds up kingdom come yeah or called kingdom come what if and it's like no it wouldn't have, it's just this or, or thing. any of the uh, any of the else worlds like you know red sun and you know gotham by gaslight like if yeah. those if those had a, like a what if style title they, it would not have would, sold but just and just, they definitely wouldn't stand the test of time it wouldn't be the thing that would be on the shelf you'd be like oh that's intriguing like well think about any of the the the, the previous run of what if like is there a, a classic definitive what if i know that like maybe the frank miller what if electra hadn't died because yeah. Frank Miller came back to do it and it happened so soon after he had killed Electra. But you know, like yeah. there are so few that you could think of where it's like, it's like, and it's an iconic what if story, you know, they, they do feel kind of disposable. Yeah. I mean, and most of us are iconic. What if stories are because we are reading them at a particular point in our life. Like for me, right. it was the, um, like the, what if, I don't even know if I'm phrasing it correctly. What if, you know, um, uncle Ben had lived, Oh, yeah. And it was it was Ron Friends on art, and yep. there's some really cool J. Jonah Jameson scenes that actually really influenced my spectacular run. That's cool. Um, I know that uh, book very well. That's the one Uncle Ben's like driving around in the van with Peter, like top, like at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uncle yeah. Ben like goes he, to jail. Peter's like a drifter, and the I whole thing is. Are you well, that part? But but I mean, yeah, it's well, it's there maybe it, two because there's a newer one where yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, it's been done before, and yeah. similar to the the what if thing that I've just done was obviously you know done before. Right. It was that great what if cover with like, you know, there's like Thor became Venom and the Hulk became Venom, like all these. Of uh, course, yeah. All these things that you really wanted to see when you were younger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so Marvel presented this opportunity, and um, I insisted on not calling it what if, and then uh, I remember <laughs> at, at one point because I was in New York was having like a, it was a lunch meeting with a bunch of editors and there's this one VP who was there who just kind of leaned over to me and goes, you're trust me, you're going to want to put what if somewhere in there. <laughs> and he just kind of winked at me and I was like, okay, like this is before they announced the what if uh, animated Fortunate. thing. Yeah. So, so that's how long ago that meeting was. Um, so it took a long time to get to this point. Um, just kind of figuring out what we were doing, the kind of the format and deciding which kind of title to launch with. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super happy that it's going to be out in the world tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. How many issues is it? Three, six? It was uh, supposed to be four, but uh, I got the green light to get it up to five. Nice. Because <laughs> I, I, I ran into the same what if problem. Like there's actually too much here. Yeah. <laughs> and I need more space. And uh, the editor is Will Moss. And Will Moss, he was my first Marvel editor. He was oh. the guy who brought me into Marvel and uh, put me on Howard the Duck. And, um, you know, I felt really bad kind of saying like, look, I don't think I can wrap this up in one issue. I'm going to need two issues because I got all these things I want to hit. And uh, he was super helpful in getting that uh, green lit. Um, 
and I just felt yeah I've never done that before I've never kind of been Asked hey I should need I, I actually need an extra issue here and uh, so I felt really bad playing that card but he, he he agreed like he he he. i told him what i'm doing and he's like no that yeah we need to need to give it the space it needs right so so that's been great now did that embolden you to add another chapter to life story because that's also coming i know well that's like life that was written before the pandemic the the new chapter or the whole yeah the new chapter oh like it's one of those things like the pandemic kind of like messed with everything. Like all the what if stuff hadn't been started. Like, like I hadn't started writing it yet until uh, midway through the pandemic when sure. we got the green light for things again. And the life story annual, I, I wrote that before the pandemic. Cause we want, we want to have a, as much lead time of that as possible because we wanted Bagley to draw it, but right. Bagley's doing amazing. Yeah. So it's like, but Bagley's also so fast that like, you know, when he sends in his issue and he has to wait two hours for a script, he can draw a page of this. Yeah, you know? no, it's amazing. <laughs> no, he he's amazing, yeah. and in, in his speed yeah. and in, in the like effectiveness, it's it's a complete page. It's not like oh, no. like this is the outline. Like it's done. No, there's no shortcuts. Like that's the thing. Like <laughs> uh, I, I think I may have told you this before, but when I was originally writing Life Story, um, we we were we were. We wanted to launch it a certain month, and Tom Brevoort, the editor, who I just watched your interview with him, which was fantastic, by the oh, way. Oh, thanks for watching, man. Appreciate it. Um, Tom was like, yeah, you know, we're kind of a little bit behind because these are going to be 30-page issues, and um, so we're, we're going to bring in Mark Bagley on this because it makes a ton of sense because he's fast, and he's the, the Spider-Man artist, right? Exactly. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He's like, so Bagley came on board, and Bagley looked at the schedule. He's like, oh, I can see we're a little bit behind, so I'm going to speed up a bit. I'm like, <laughs> Bagley's speeding up a bit. What does that look like? So it was like two, three pages a day were just coming Holy into my shit. inbox. I was like, oh, fuck, I got to write these. <laughs> oh, no. Like, he's going like, to beat the, our, yeah. Yeah, there were points that I just stressed about the fact that I, I, I might fall behind Bagley. Yeah. Um, that's the last thing you want to do. And, um, and so, yeah, yeah, I, I knew how fast he was. And, <laughs> that reminds yeah. me of, uh, do you remember that? Do you remember when, uh, Sim when Homer Simpson went to work for Scorpio? And he's in charge of the uh, the, the 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 team, yeah. and he's like, uh, "So how are you guys doing? Well, we're doing pretty good. Can you work faster? Sure." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they just do. Uh, and yeah, yeah, those those pages are just like <clears throat> they're just finished full pencils. Like they're there's nothing rough about them at all. Like there's speed. Yeah. You can see the speed in them. Sure. But um, but yeah, he's he's a machine. Yeah, I'm shocked he's still doing it. Like now, if I were him, I would have been like, yeah, you know what? I've drawn 20,000 pages. It's time to stop. Right. Yeah. Or like I'll only do, you know, like maybe once in a while, like a crazy variant or something. And it's like, no, I'll... I'm so thrilled that he's back on amazing. Like I yeah. just, I'm thinking, you know, amazing is one of those titles where it's like, it has to have triple A status at all times. Mm -hmm. you, gotta, yeah. you can't be screwing around with like your top tier titles. And it's like, when things seem kind of muddled, you're like, just get somebody who knows what they're doing and everyone loves like, Bagley's a definitive Spider-Man artist. Like he he drew 131 issues of Amaz of, of Ultimate. Yeah. You know, he 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 defined the Michelini era of of Amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's not stopping anytime soon. Like just just throw him on, you know. And then he and then he's in, and you're like, oh cool, I'm seeing shit I never thought I'd see. Like I'm seeing Green Goblin stuff, which you never get to see him draw. Yeah. Uh, with the purse and everything. I mean, not the Ultimate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, 
I mean, he's so fast, and Amazing Spider-Man is one of those titles where, you know, Nick Spencer's got to write, like, three scripts a month for that thing. Like, sure. not just the double shipping, but, like, there's all tie-ins and things that happen around it, or an annual or a special, and um, putting Bagley yeah. in there to, like, carry a lot of that. It was a super smart decision, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and in between, you get, to, you get to try out other artists as well, because he still can't draw all of it. So right. You get, you get some variety, and, you know everyone gets kind of their dream job of drawing amazing spider-man which is nice exactly yeah. uh getting back to spider shadow which is coming out on wednesday and everyone should buy it uh we should talk a lot about uh pasquale ferry who's doing the interiors mm-hmm. because uh they're great yeah yeah and actually there's a lot of like really top tier talent working on this this what if comic which used you know what if used to be kind yeah. of like for me I, I was i was considered what if to be like this is the testing ground. Like, oh, you want to draw for Marvel? Do this what-if book about, like, you know, Atlantis Attacks or something. Yeah, no, I, I think one of Bagley's first gigs was a what-if comic. Like, when I was doing research, I'm like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Substandard Bagley. Like, you exactly. know, he's starting out. It's, like, weird to see. But, um, yeah, yeah, what-if was definitely... Every once in a while, you'd have, like, kind of top-tier talent. Like I mentioned, you know, Ron Friends. You talked about Frank Miller. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's, like, it's a training ground. For, right. for for new creators um but yeah like you know we want to launch well we want to have these books kind of stand the test of time on the shelves so uh um pascal is unbelievable and matt hollingsworth on colors is yeah like i haven't worked with matt yet and uh, i've always wanted to because obviously I'm a huge fan of his especially his hawkeye stuff with uh fraction and uh, aja and annie yeah um yeah, and, and Pascal's great because he clearly has a, a good kind of like classic sensibility, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's not uh, nostalgia based. Like he's 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 got a modern feel, but he's really good at kind of touching on these classic eras. Right. Yeah. Like like yeah. he you know he I've thrown in obviously um, you know the Fantastic Four. Because yep. they, they played a part during this and like, oh my God, as soon as he sent in the pages for that, I'm just like, oh, all I want is like a, it's a Fantastic Four series from them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, now you, you're talking about the, uh, the, the period. What made you pick this subject slash time period and how far are we going with Spider-Shadow uh, in terms of like Spider-Man's continuity? Because if you're, if, if, I don't want to talk about stuff people aren't familiar with if you're not. <clears throat> yeah. Spider Shadow, uh, you want to give him the elevator pitch for what this is, what the story is? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's what if Peter Parker kept the symbiote suit? Right. So you know, it, it's it's definitely kind of set in like eighty six, eighty seven era, mm-hmm. um, and we decided on that for a couple of reasons. One, you kind of want to launch with a Spider Man book. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's part of it. Like I'm known for uh, some Spider Man stuff and. Um, oh, you've done some Spider-Man know, work. Okay. Here and there, I've dabbled, I've whipped, <laughs> whipped. <laughs> but, um, you know, so the, the the chance to you know have it be a Spider-Man book, but also Venom, who is popular again for some reason. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, it made commercial sense. Yeah. Um, it's an, it's the era I grew up on, so I know it well. Um, and also it, it afforded us the chance, especially with the longer series, to lean into the darker horror aspects of what could unfold. Right. That maybe that maybe previous what if iterations didn't. Like there, well, there's there's still some horror scary spar- parts of them. Like 
um, like I remember the, the original kind of what if about this topic, you know, when the uh, when the they get they the suit off Peter. Off. Yeah, yeah, and he's like old. I'm like, oh, yeah. old people are the scariest thing in the world when you're a kid. <laughs> well, he was, so. yeah, like because it sapped his strength and it made him. He was, he was practically a skeleton at that point. Yeah, 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 and like Aunt May, like, who is that man? Like, oh my god, um, yeah. You know, there's there's some sadness and horror there, but uh, but yeah, if we could if we could make this kind of a book about addiction and horror and kind of body horror, yeah, um, then then that would make it a worthwhile story to tell that's not in continuity right um, the, the only stumbling box i've i've found i've had is i've written so many in continuity stories that it's hard for me to like distinguish like between well, to, to take the reins off fully like mm. you know as i'm kind of plotting it up like and then everything ends up okay I'm like well, <laughs> you know that's, that's not actually the way to write a what if so you ha- i had to really like kind of break free of that like oh no these characters can die and have horrible things happen because there's not going to be a sequel to this right yeah i'm so glad that like that is an issue for creatives as well as readers because whenever i read like a what if book i always fall into the trap of like boy i hope it works out for him and it's like (laughs) you know it's not like because it always will in real continuity so it can't hear or maybe it won't hear as a you know because there's yeah it's a balance because you don't want the story to just be a misery fest like <laughs> misery fest like you know spider-man life story is a little bit of a misery fest and i'll admit that uh, <laughs> it's I, you know I'm, because I, you're I, constantly I, throwing things at the character and like so but you know hopefully it's got an uplifting kind of happy yes, sad ending yeah um so something like this you kind of you kind of have to follow that a little bit like i don't want it just to be like oh and 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 final page, everyone is dead and no one's, uh, happy. <laughs> no one's happy and that's it. Like yep. it's not it's not a good read. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're not telling the road with Spider-Man. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that it's fun. It, it, do you find yourself in those moments again? Because like, you know, you grew up on this particular era of Spider-Man. You're going back and you're like, oh, man, like are you because we all remember like odd details about our favorite or our first runs for certain characters and you know they might maybe they never got paid off or they do like there's a great moment in 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 this issue which i won't spoil but uh you you just kind of like cast off the mysteries of certain characters because (laughs) because of course they would because we because we can't because there's no there's no need for pretense here yeah let's just move on and it's pretty dope and yeah it seems like that's kind of yeah that's a that's a lot of fun and like there's also the weird thing with continuity is the fact that there's the continuity of the time but then there's right. the retcon continuity that kind of comes later that yes. you have to also incorporate into it because like what i was presented as a reader in the 80s isn't actually what happened because everyone likes to tinker with the past so much mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. continuity so that that was a challenge and also interesting and also to make it feel like, oh, we are paying attention. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. that because that symbiote has gone through some some changes since it started. You know, when it started, mm-hmm. it's like it was a costume. It didn't. It it he he was tired because he was in the costume when he was asleep. But it didn't like sap his strength. It didn't give him cancer. It didn't like live off his adrenaline. Like it didn't augment his strength. It was just yeah. It was just a it was just an alien thing. Yeah. Uh, and then over time it's like oh no it's part of an ancient race of beings and they're initially benevolent and we gotta you gotta deal with all that history on a time when there was literally no history for the character or the yeah. the, the device yeah because you know the trick was we want to lean into the horror of it right um 
but also recognize that maybe the suit itself isn't evil. Ah. So it's like, so how do you, how do you reconcile those things? Uh, what I think we've managed to do um, just in terms of what the suit is kind of learning about humanity and learning about the world through Spider-Man's eyes and what needs to be done. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting balance to have to kind of figure out again, dealing with the continuity that came after the continuity that came after the continuity. Exactly. Oh, comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least big two mainstream comics. Cause uh, sure. yeah. you get to play with your own continuity in the independent sphere where, you know, Stillwater, for example, is still running strong. I'm happy to see that it's doing well. I don't even know if it is. Well, it's doing well in terms of, well, yeah, I don't look at the numbers. I look at people's response to it. It's not like, you know, people are like, oh, yeah. shit. Well, you can stick to drawing people having sex with each other or whatever, man. <laughs> don't, uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, people people seem to like it and Skybound's happy. And uh, and I'm having oh, fun yeah. with it, too. Like, um, So that's, that's, that's all that counts. Like, it feels like such a weird, it was a weird comic that kind of launched in a weird time hmm. where uh that i'd written three years prior like oh really the skybound works slower than most companies like mm-hmm. in order to bank issues sure so, like I, I wrote the first script to that in like 2017 oh wow and we didn't bring ramon in until i'd written like four issues um so it's a very strange book because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of issues kind of come out. And I'm like, oh, I kind of remember that. <laughs> That's got to be fun, too, because you get to experience it with the audience where, like, you know, they go, I can't believe you did this. And you're like, I mean, neither can I, I guess. I, yeah, I, I was so like, young oh, and naive. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, so rolling back to the, the spider shadow thing, um, yeah. obviously, you know, so you got a chance, or at the very least, you were brought in to kind of help revitalize slash rebrand the what if concept slash brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume that this is just the beginning in terms of not just what if, but also maybe yeah. even your stint on what if. Yeah, I mean, um, I I definitely I, I submitted four or five different ideas and um, most of them got the green light. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a matter of like spacing them out like they they i'm supposed to be doing kind of the follow-up series to this okay I, I kind of i'm kind of hoping they slot somebody in in, in between, between. So, there's not like three what if books and then yeah not another chip Zdarsky what if book yeah um <laughs> right and what, then, a, what a pain that would be and the future ones too we want to kind of explore not just messing with continuity but messing with space and time mm. again like a little bit elseworldsy um uh yeah yeah i don't want to spoil too much but uh i have seen some pitches come in and they're pretty fantastic like i think especially once the news kind of came out about the what if line there's yeah. a lot of creators who were like oh that's something i've always wanted yeah yeah swing because you've seen like them kind of delve <clears throat> into it a little bit uh i remember i guess after like annihilation and stuff they were like we could probably do this again so they did like you know what if i think there was a planet hulk there's an annihilation there's uh there's a civil war and it was yeah. like and those are fun uh, and it's cool. And they got like a little bit more breathing room than you normally saw. you like, when you go back and read, especially the volume two era of what if yeah. it's just, it's just, there's no, there's no time. I remember there's, there's a two parter and it's like, and, it, and it's, it's given two issues, which is so rare in that mm-hmm. run. And it was, what if Captain America were revived today, which of yeah. course is like 1994 or three. Yeah. And there is just no time in that book. And you could tell like, yeah. 
what side their bread is buttered on in that series because like spider-man is a lunatic and <laughs> uh and captain america's like he might have been the best of us at the end of it and it's like he didn't do shit in his book and it's like well we got to acknowledge how great he is and how much money he's pulling in for us yeah but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah but you get Classic. some time to breathe this issue is it feels like a first issue of a series like just a regular you know like exciting mini series and so yeah i mean get it, the definitely room just... ha- it definitely has an ending to it so i guess cool. we could kind of go past that but um mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's a, it's a fun format to play in yeah can you tell us uh just a little bit of behind the curtain i'm very curious because you were talking about how you gave your story idea and can you can you walk a little bit with us the the experience of pitching a story to one of the big two being like I, going from like i have an idea to they'd want to hear this idea to actually giving giving that idea out um yeah like i mean when i first started pitching uh i overpitched <laughs> now what is overpitching? is that <clears throat> like like i don't know i think when i pitched on howard the duck it was like a like a four page document where, and they're like, you know, we're looking for one. Yeah, and, and like, like I'm doing a, like a, a presentation where I'm just like, duck. Webster's defines duck as like you know, <laughs> just it's not good. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when I when I pitch an image series, it was kind of the same thing where you just kind of like you, you do like a big PDF with like character designs and stuff. Um, now, I mean, I kind of understand that if I can't hook them with a couple sentences to start with, then mm-hmm uh it just might not work right right or, or you don't want to go like I'm, I'm busy too and that helps because uh, i don't want to put too much time into that beginning stage if, if it's very clear from the outset that it's not going to work yeah like if i if i said if they asked me to pitch iron man i was like <clears throat> all right so iron man he's been this he's been that what if he was a car <laughs> and, and they and they write back and they go um, no, we kind of want him to be a human being. <laughs> then, like, then if I can't get on board with Iron Man as a human being, and I'm <laughs> then you're the wrong guy. Yeah. Then I'm the wrong, I'm the wrong guy for the job. Like, I'm, I'm I'm dealing with that right now in a couple of projects where I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to be the right person for it. Like, I could try and hit what the editor's really looking for buying a yeah. substandard product for both of us then gotcha. there's not a lot of point <clears throat> yeah. so i mean uh yeah I, I tend to keep the original kind of pitch super short just to like yeah again what if iron man was a car <laughs> so anyways iron man is more of a van than a, a car sure yeah of course yeah um <laughs> sorry yeah, we lost yeah, so for a second no problem. So yeah, I mean, if if you can get past that first kind of like the basic premise, what the theme is, like what you want to do with the character. But yeah, if you can if you can figure out the theme of the character, what you want the arc for them to be, what you want them to kind of realize or discover, along with the uh, the kind of you know Iron Man as a car premise, then you can yeah. go a bit deeper on it. Gotcha. Um, like Daredevil was pitched. I had a relatively long pitch on that one, um, mm. because I wanted them to know that I had a long story to tell with the character. And, and it was pretty definitive too. Like, I, I think if they came back to me and said, mm, we'd prefer something different, I probably wouldn't have done it. Because right. I knew exactly what I wanted. And like, this is kind of the one story I want to tell. Um, so in that case, it was a lot more of a, that, that was more of like the three page document kind of outlining where I want to take the character. 
Right. Well, and that, at that point, I assume they're also like more forgiving for like a multi-page document where they're like, well, Chip's got a pitch and, he, you know, he, he feels passionately about it. It's a character that we're going to like we're looking to keep as an ongoing. So it's not like we're only looking for like a, a, a brief window. Um, so let's take it and see what he has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Daredevil historically has relatively long runs. Like if I yeah. was pitching. um trying to think of something that wouldn't have a, necessarily a long run if i was pick, pitching like maybe champions or something like that i'd be sure. like here's my 12 issue pitch and right here's, and what I like... think, here's what i think could happen beyond that but i just want to make sure actually invaders is probably a better system. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's one where i was like okay here's the six issues <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to get to 12 but we all know where we're going invaders. with this but yeah. it's invaders, and you, you kind of know going in. So the pitch on that was probably shorter than most other pitches, because right, you know, <laughs> it's invaders. Yeah, exactly. Although yeah. invaders is a cool team, cool idea, cool pitch. I mean, it works out. Yeah. Um, by the way, I guess we could talk about Daredevil a little bit. Um, yeah. God, what a good run this has been so far. Oh, um, thanks, man. Of course. No, I I've been I like. We we've I, I've been selling this book where it's like we were I'll go oh this book's so good you know what we're just gonna give away a, uh, the first volume I'm gonna order one and you just win. Um, Damn. How how far along in this run are we? Can you say? Um, depends on a bunch of stuff, but like I, I can say that right now Marvel has approved uh, what I've got going on up until next March April. So it's like. Sweet. So a year from now, and it gets really big. <laughs> like, ah. uh, again, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. No, no, but, yeah. Um, but we we're 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 ramping stuff up to such a degree that um, I think you know I, I I pitched I pitched it at the last online Marvel summit, mm -hmm. and uh, and everybody seemed pretty excited about it, which was a good feeling. Good. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's. That's stuff that's definitely happening. Right. Um, and then uh, my plan is to go into a, a new storyline that um, would probably run another year. Okay. And uh, I've got ideas for after that, but it, it, it depends on sales. It depends on, of course, you know, reader reaction and also where I'm at. Like if yeah. I, I'm still feeling excited about it. it. Also, if Marco's on board. Yeah. You know, like, because he's such a huge part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I know that um, when it came to your run on Spectacular, you know, like you uh, you told the story you had in your heart and you didn't want to push it. You know, you were kind of like from last time we talked about it, yeah. you seemed like, you know, you were like, well, that's kind of all I have to say about that. And I don't want to push it or go or go further with it. Um, yeah, there, there are some complicated things there, too. Like, um, uh, at, at the end, like I was basically being pitched on like kind of a spider get in thing. Uh, and I was like, well, I just kind of did like my whole storyline involved like all the realities and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. like um and I had that Sandman two parter kind of as a nice breather yes. planned out. And then this whole the spider event was pitched afterwards. And I was like, I don't think I'm the guy for that at this point. Um and then I just kind of pictured like having a not phone it in, but like having to really kind of bend over backwards to make that work yeah. in the title and then figure out something on the other end. I was like, well, it might be time for somebody else to take this. Gotcha. And okay. the last few, there were, yeah. Like the last few issues of Spectacular that I didn't do, mm -hmm. 
tied into that spider event and then they stopped it and started um tom taylor's spider-man book the friendly neighborhood spider-man yeah um so yeah I, I feel a little guilty about you know like maybe me leaving you know, kind of. that was it for spectacular spider-man right <laughs> but i i think they were, they were just smart to relaunch with a with a, a new title as well yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I had the story the story that was kind of pitched back to me wasn't one that uh excited me um and it was something that kind of needed to happen so I was right like, oh. and then i wasn't even upset really like because no. it gave me the opportunity to write and draw my final Spider-Man story. Yes. And um, very shortly after I left um, was when Tom Brevoort um, approached me about doing a book and then ended up being Spider-Man Life Story. So I'm Which, like, yeah. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, because my point is uh, getting getting to that was just, I'm happy to hear that with Daredevil, you have ideas that excite you and that you're like, that the the long run isn't just like this thing's a runaway success you got to keep writing more add more track as we're going no yeah but, that uh, would be a bad way to do it yeah yeah but uh are you getting as you've been trucking along because it sounds like you do a lot of like front loading where you're like you're prepared for the book before like well before the book ever sees the light of day mm -hmm. um but working on this run uh have you been thinking like oh man like that's an interesting idea that's something i didn't think about my initial pitch or run that i kind of want to build on or do yeah i mean there, there are a bunch of things that kind of like kind of came up as a, a we were working on it um a lot of it a lot of it was planned out from the beginning like like i knew that the 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 nun was going to be typhoid mary i knew that this henchman butch was going to be fisk's son like right. like those are the kind of things you you really want to see early on mm -hmm. um bringing in mike murdoch <laughs> um and, and what, what we ended up doing with him in terms of like his reality yeah um that that was something that kind of i think i've thought of that maybe maybe we were seven or eight issues in mm -hmm. uh, and doing kind of longer planning i was like oh wait that that would work yeah uh, um, uh and and frankly electra's daredevil came not from the beginning like i knew really? i wanted her to play a part when Matt went to jail, yeah, um, because ultimately, like, she's got a, a story arc that um, I was I was pl plotting out, but it didn't even occur to me that she should be Daredevil while he was in prison mm -hmm. until. But but then when I started to think about it, oh, actually, no, that makes sense because she wants this and this and that, and this would mean this, and then we'd yeah. also get to see Marco draw her as Daredevil, and that's really cool, which is very uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that came. Yeah, I probably written maybe ten issues when when we kind of figured that out. Yeah, we were just kind of talking in the office, like, oh yeah, no, yeah, Matt in prison, be good. Electra, you know, uh, got her own thing going on out, out out in the world, and then like we all just kind of looked at each other at the same time. <laughs> Wait a second, um, which which worked out quite quite well. And and man, I was just so happy we kept it a secret. Like that was yeah. that was the biggest that was the biggest thing because like when I when I laid out the plans at one of these Marvel summits, um, you know, a couple things happen in the room. You kind of look over at it, the toy department and they get really excited. <laughs> the video game guys are like, hmm, "A new costume, I see." Hmm. Oh, no, <laughs> um, very excited. Uh, yeah, but also you know sales and you know uh, sales and marketing are just like, "Oh, this is great!" Like we'll tease it out. We'll do this big thing. And, mm. 
and they would show me samples of what they wanted to do, like who's going to be the new Daredevil and like, the oh. silhouettes and all that stuff. And I was just like, God, that just backfire because everyone's going to have who they want to be Daredevil. Right. They'll discuss it. They'll build it up to a thing. And then 90% of people will be disappointed that their pick wasn't it. Yeah. So I, 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 I pushed back on it a lot and, you know, there, there's some good parts about being a book that's a little bit under the radar. Like we're not yes. amazing Spider-Man or X-Men. So like sales and marketing tends to forget about us once we put mm-hmm. up a fight. They're like, mm, okay, whatever. <laughs> we got other stuff going on here. Um, mm-hmm. So, so we managed to keep it a secret until like, until the physical comic ended up hitting shops, which yeah. is just unheard of. And, you know, it unfortunately kind of created a bit of a speculator uh, boom. It did, um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I talked to the retailers. I was just like, you know, if you have people who have this on their pull list or who regularly read it, please pull it aside for them because um, yeah. you don't want them to miss out on this part of the story. Yeah. But yeah. 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 But I mean, it, worked out, it all worked out really well. Like, I think we sold out of that issue like multiple times. And Yep. Yep. Um, you got that gorgeous, uh, that beautiful full page splash that Chichetto did. Oh. Uh, and that yeah. became the cover for the reprint. Yeah. Uh, which, like, which, yeah. Yeah. And all these variants after the fact of, uh-huh. you know, different artists drawing her um, was super cool. So I'm, I can't I'm wait really for happy. I can't wait for con season to come back so you can see her like walking around. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. We've been, we've been robbed of that like the whole year because of this. Like, robbed. We, we, well, you know, you, you invent like, uh, you know, a, a, the, the Batman who laughs and the next day someone's got a tattoo up their leg of the character. And it's like nowadays, you know, you can't throw a rock without hitting some fan reaction. And it's like, you know, there's yeah. no, there, we just happen to be in the period when you physically can't go out and express your fandom. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it too. I've seen a few people just kind of post their at-home cosplays of the character, really, on Instagram, and I'm that's like, cool. oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Marco just killed it on the redesign. God, and, uh, and you know that that changed plans a little bit too. I probably ended up having more focus on Electra mm-hmm. as Daredevil than I would have if it hadn't gone as well as it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, how yeah. did uh how did the king in black uh tie-in affect you and all <laughs> you make it sound like it's covid <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you know it, it major you? events major events happened to uh i i did notice that unlike most of the time you know like when a major event happens you know sometimes they give like a like a mid-tier or a low-tier book like a tie-in help boost sales i did notice that the sales spiked as a result of your of your tie-in with king and black and uh yeah whether cool i mean that's cool if people stick around if not then it's just you know it's a couple extra bucks one month and you may have lost some readers so you have to be really careful with those like so I have historically opted out of every tie-in yes and and then (laughs) partly that's like you know you know i was like because you're the rock star. Because you're like, no, nah, man, I'm not playing ball with you guys. Forget a little it. bit, like even on Howard the Duck, they were like, <laughs> they were like, you know, we have five issues, and then Secret Wars happens, which kind of cancels everything, and then yep. we'll be back and, and pick it up. Then, do you want to do a Howard the Duck thing that ties into Secret Wars? And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, because that 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 taints my story, my perfect story. Yes. Um, uh and and so like i kind of maintained that attitude for a while and it was that i forget what it was it was at one retreat and like i don't know 
you know, Jonathan Hickman is probably my age, but I look at him as my daddy. Uh-huh. He's my daddy, and I want his approval at all times. But um, there, there was one point where he 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 was talking about tie-ins, and he was like, "Yeah, of course we'll tie into that. Like, you got to support, you got to support your other creators. Like, they're going out on a limb, they're doing this big thing, and like, this is part of the deal. When you're when you're in that room, your job is to create." the best story you can but also to help elevate other people's stories oh that's nice um and like yeah uh and and you know and and also uh, he's you know he's got a business sense too he's like you're helping the company too like it's it's kind of win-win for everyone just yeah. don't make a bad story that's always jonathan's advice just write a good story like okay yeah it's easy you with that. Hickman. Um, <laughs> easy for you to say so so there was that but also like um i i did an interview with anna senti at some yes. point last year, which was a lot of fun. And so I reread uh, a lot of her Daredevil works. And she had like back to back Follow the Mutants in Inferno in Daredevil. Yeah. And she was like, well, uh, she was an editor, so she kind of had to. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to be an editor and say, you know, no, you I'm not going to do that. In. I'm not going to participate. Yeah. But, but also, those stories worked so well with Daredevil and with the story she was telling. And she knew to keep it like at the Daredevil street level. Right. Um, really really masterfully told and and affected the character um so at, at, after doing that interview and thinking about hickman what he said and thinking about what she said and um and and the quality of those stories i was like okay they want me to do king and black but i can opt out as always but what if there's something here that i can actually do that helps my story and yeah. so so you instead of just like okay two issues are just fighting aliens and then things are back to normal it's like well, how how is this going to affect the characters? Yeah, um, uh, like especially Typhoid Mary, right? Um, and 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 Fisk's relationship to her. So, yeah, I just I just wanted to make sure that it it worked with the story and actually helped further the storyline. And I, I I think it works on that level. And um, it does. yeah, obviously Marco and Mike killed it on the art. Yep. So that helps a lot too. Yeah, and you got a you got a new costume for the for the licensing guys. Yeah, oh, they love it. So you got Symbiote Daredevil Funko Pop coming soon, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, but no, you also excel. You got uh, you got Electra character development because mm-hmm. you know that's going to develop something. Uh, yeah. Typhoid Mary Daredevil, uh, his relationship with uh, I can't remember his name, but the Marcus uh, Marcus. The thank you. Yeah. yeah, the Art of Prisoner, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, Electra and Alice. Yeah, um, all of it. All of it plays a part going forward. So. Right. Um, that's, it that's, doesn't feel like just a, a pause in the story. That's the goal. That's that's a perfect tie-in. Yeah. That's how it goes. It just it it barely interrupts or or it enhances or adds something to it. And it's like, yeah, remember that time that the blo- sky was blotted out because of goo? Daredevil does. Here it was. <laughs> yeah, Daredevil does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. Uh, all right. Well, I feel like I've been monopolizing your time. I'm going to throw a couple of questions uh, from yeah, the sure. audience at you. Uh, so here we go. Uh, let's see what we can pull up here. A few people mentioned uh, how much they love your runs and how much they enjoy your Star Wars or your, awesome. your Star Wars, your stories. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm gonna work. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, Justin guy with a mustache says, uh, "I know Chip won't see this, so here we go. Uh, but I'm leaving this to show that we appreciate you doing these, and we appreciate you as a writer, even if you didn't include a scene of North kissing Fisk's cheek." <laughs> Well, what can I say to that except stay tuned? Yeah, he says that was a hell of a power move. 
Patrick Lawson, uh, love your work, Chip. Uh, keep doing these. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, Somber Shadow, it's my 20th birthday today, and there's no place I'd rather uh-huh. be. I'm a huge fan, and I cannot wait for Spider Shadow. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, let's see. Dakari Garman, Chip, and uh, Sal, the king of back issues, count me in. I want to thank you both for helping me love more Western comics. You both rock. Oh, cool. Uh, so some of these aren't really questions. They're just kind of, you know, but I'll, you know, I, I would take it anyway. You know, speaking uh, of Western comics. Yes, please. Uh, um, for a change. I've got, I've got a podcast now, too. Uh, I'd like to plug. Yeah, please. No, go ahead. Manga-splaining. Manga-splaining.com. Just as it sounds. Manga is that real? <laughs> I know. It's actually real. Okay. Um, myself and a bunch of friends are doing a podcast about manga where I know nothing about manga and they're all experts and they're trying to teach me about manga. So we're oh basically God. we're doing a book a week. Um, awesome. That's a great so idea. It, it's been a lot of fun and like I've learned so much already. And I think we've our ninth episode came out today, and uh, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a fun discussion. So if there's any kind of more you know Marvel DC comic readers here who uh, who've always been a little intimidated by manga or don't quite understand it, this right. is the podcast for you. Manga explaining. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Somebody mentioned we didn't even get a chance to talk about your DC stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's talk it. about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, sure. As we go. Got a new issue out this week, today. Just came today. out today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Urban Legends. Where'd that come from, and uh, and how did you get involved? Um. Whew. Well, I've been kind of dancing around doing some DC stuff uh, over the past year or so, and uh, um, yeah, they they approached me because they were going to be launching this anthology, and they wanted like kind of the main story to be um, a Batman Red Hood story. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in. <laughs> like I've, always, I've always wanted to write like a, a proper incontinuity Batman, and you know Jason Todd was kind of the uh, my first Robin when I was a a young reader. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I have. Makes I sense. Have, yeah, yeah. And you know Tim Drake was like, uh, uh, still when I was reading it as a as a youngster. That's when Tim Drake came in. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, you know, similar to most of these these stories, like they asked me to pitch on it, and uh, and I had to go away and think if there was a story I wanted to tell with these characters. And I did a lot of rereading, and uh, and yeah, and I, I I pitched them a story that I felt like explores the relationship between Red Hood and Batman, mm-hmm. um, maybe in a way that hasn't been done before, and uh, and kind of changes the status quo a little bit as we go along. Yeah. And uh and yeah, they were they were super happy about it. And they got Eddie Barrows and Marcus Toe on art. And Eddie Barrows is like, oh man, you gotta see the pencils. Like I've never seen anything like it. They're just the most lush, perfect pages ever. I mean, I love the I love the art already. I but you know, I haven't seen the pre the pre inks, pre colors. Yeah, yeah. And and it's not even a knock on the inks and the colors. Like they're also great. great. But like the, the amount of work he puts on those pencils is just I, I want them to put out a black and white edition just of the pencils, um, if that's economically feasible. But also having Marcus Toe as like kind of the flashback artist is a really yeah. nice contrast because he's got a bit of a lighter kind of style. Yeah, which you know takes you takes you back in time. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a ton of fun. Like, uh, like I said, it's my first real foray into actual DC continuity stuff because I've done a few kind of like like a Batman Black and White or a Harley mm-hmm. Quinn anniversary thing. Um, they're doing like a Justice League Digital that's not really in continuity. So it's like mm. uh, those are fun and free, 
very similar to the what ifs, but um, but this is like they gave me the, the Gotham Bible, they call it, which is like oh. what 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 James What's has got happening? planned. Yeah. yeah, what he's got planned for the next year or two. And so that was really cool to kind of see what the what he's got kind of cooking and where he sees the characters going. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it spoils the stories for me a bit. Like, sure, <laughs> it's the, yeah. always the unfortunate side of all this, where uh, where you know I'm I was actively reading the Batman books, and now I'm just like, okay, well, uh, I mean, I know everything is happening in the next two years, but I'll still read them. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, same thing happened to me on Spider Man. Like, I had a whole lunch with like the Spider Man editors, Dan Slot, before I did Spectacular, where Dan and the editor just like told me everything that happens for the rest of Dan's run. No. I was like, <laughs> Fuck. All right. I guess I need to know this, but yeah, the only it's the only real downside to being you know a creator of these companies, You're right? Is yeah, getting spoiled. Yeah, um, yeah. Novus wanted to know: Is it possible that Blind Spot will be appearing at any point? I, I've got I've got a storyline in the back of my head, um, but I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to say yes or no just because I don't want to get your hopes up, right? Uh, and also, I don't want to spoil if he does show up. So. I, I really like Blind Spot. Like uh, Charles Run introduced a lot of kind of great things, mm-hmm. um, which obviously I'm taking advantage of with Mike Murdoch. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sam, Sam, yeah, I want to, I want to do something with them. I can't tell you exactly when or where or how or if I'll be on the book when it actually <laughs> happens. Yeah, I think most of these questions come from a place of like, I hope you like this character too. And it's like, yeah, yeah man, I know who he is and I like him. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of characters that I love and I'm just like, well, um, does it... Does it service the story? Service Do you have story? anything to say about them? Yeah, because right now, Daredevil, we've got... I mean, this is one thing I'm noticing as I'm writing. I just sent in the script for issue 33 and I'm just like, we got a lot of plate spinning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, I know the payoffs, but I'm also concerned about like only devoting two pages per issue to any one character. It's like, okay, sure. like you want, you want to make sure you're, there's enough kind of meat on the bone for everyone. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, do you have any favorite uh, DC Elseworlds or Marvel? What if books? Uh, this is asked by St. Lucia. Well, I, I mentioned the Uncle Ben Spider-Man, the Ron yep. Friends Ron one, which I think yeah. is kind of like, is the best example of one of those. Yeah. Um, and for Elseworlds, yeah, I mean, Gotham by Gaslight is kind of the default. It was just right. such, a, such an interesting new thing. Yeah. First uh, Elseworlds, the by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like it's funny when you actually look at like the Wikipedia page for Elseworlds. There's like a hundred of them. Yep. And do you only I mean, remember like three? <laughs> you only remember like three, but there were a lot of you know. Sorry to say, a lot of clunkers in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I love that one because it's the first. You know, um, Red Rain just because it's creepy. Kelly Jones art. Yes. Yes. You know that so that's fun. that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Those are probably my top ones. Uh, Elemental Hero Louise. Uh, thanks, Chip. Life Story Spider-Man was the book that got me into comics a few years ago. Oh, Loved wow. it. Can't wait for more. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The annual. Uh, they just solicited the annual. So I'm super excited about that. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to spoil too much of what happens in it, but it's a... Uh, no, me either. <laughs> I, it, it focuses on J. Jonah Jameson because um, while kind of plotting out the original story, I had an arc for him that I'm just like, I can't fit it in. Like it right. just doesn't work. You, you, you hint at, I hint at it at the beginning. You do. Yeah. But, um, 
but uh but yeah yeah i wanted to make sure i revisited that character oh god i know i i remember vividly the reference to him so i'm like i can't wait to see that this is one of those things too where it's like i don't i actively go like don't tell me what's gonna happen like when we're off mic and stuff i'm like don't tell me like (laughs) (laughs) no i i get it trust me i get it uh, ben Florian loves uh, ur- uh, Ill- Urban Legends in Stillwater and can't wait to pick up Spider Shadow, which is on sale tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, I got Chico- four books out tomorrow. Yeah, holy crap, man. Four. You're I think prolific. it's the only time this ever happened. It's really? Like, is this the first? Uh, a four book one? Terminals was coming out. I mean, uh, during the, one of those times. So Yeah, yeah, but those came out pretty rarely. Um, That's true. That's true. Yeah, tomorrow it's Daredevil 29, Spider Shadow 1. I've got a Black Hammer one shot. Yep. And Urban uh, Legends. And Urban Legends number two. So I'm like, and then nothing for me for months. Right. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, Nachikit Naik, I love your work. Someday I'll grow up and be a writer artist like you. When you started out, did you have to choose between focusing on your art or your writing? No, I mean, I don't know. When you're when you're young, you just want to tell the stories, right? So I mean, yeah. most of us, most of us, when we were kids, we didn't just write comic stories or draw comic stories. You wrote and drew your comics, right? Yep. Yep. Um, at some point, you become self conscious about the art, and stop drawing comics, mm-hmm. which is the unfortunate thing that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't know. I, I I enjoyed writing and drawing, and I just did it for myself for a long time. Um, and really, you know, with sex criminals, it kind of broke me into the industry in a, a bigger, more proper way. Yeah. And, um, and, and drawing is a little bit, there's some writing in the drawing, right? Like you're still, yeah. you're still telling the story and sex criminals is such a collaborative thing too, that, you know, we would talk through story a lot of the times or talk through design and art. So Matt would influence the art, um, the way I'd influence the story. So right. there's, there's not a there's not a big division there. I do highly recommend, like if you are a, a young writer, learn to draw. Like and it's not impossible. I've had I've had plenty of friends who have done it. Ben just drew his own comics. He Drew did, Baker, yeah. Drew Baker drew his own comics. Like like it's a it's a way in, because um, if your stories are good enough, then you know people can kind of look past maybe the art not being up to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you can get the work out there. Cause that's the hardest part as a writer is finding an artist, right? Yeah. Like no one, absolutely. no one walks, no one walks into Marvel or DC uh, unless they've proven themselves either in another industry yep. or they've um, created their own books or created books at other companies that have caught the eye. Yeah. And I think, I think the easiest way to bypass the artist issue is to draw them yourself. Nice. Uh, Raj Patel wants to know, did you ex- ever expect to get into horror with your indie work when you were writing Howard the Duck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I may have I may have mentioned this before on this podcast, but I am I'm a bad at career. I am just bad at career. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Stephen King's just like, all right, I'm a horror author and he does horror and you know, maybe he'll do something different as Bachman or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> good, good pull. Thanks. Well, or Daniel Steele, she writes romance. Like, yeah, this is the thing. Like most authors, kind of pick a lane and stick to it because that's the way you build a career. You build an audience based on the expectation of what you you've done before. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so bad at that <laughs> because, like most, like most people, like like you don't just watch comic book movies, right? No. 
No, of course not. You watch comedy, horror, drama, probably a lot of rom coms, I'd imagine, Sal. Oh yeah, certainly. I'm a I'm a rom com aficionado. It all started yeah. with, with when Harry met Sally and went from there, man. Yeah. There you go. You've got mail. Um, <laughs> You've got mail. Which I did see in theaters. Good call. Good pull. I don't oh, know how you course. knew that, but I am actually. Oh, I do know a lot of rom-coms, unfortunately. That's my superpower. I can tell which rom-com people are into. <laughs> um, but 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 as a consumer, you're into all this stuff. So as a creator, why wouldn't you be? Right. Um, uh, I mean, the, the fear is that you're bad at the different genres. <laughs> like if you, yeah, exactly. if you don't even do it at one, like it doesn't necessarily translate. But yeah, you don't want to um, be like Jordan and be like, I can play baseball, and then just fail miserably. <laughs> yeah exactly and and so there is that danger but um like there's a world of difference between jughead and daredevil and i get it or like even like star lord and you know urban legends yeah um it's, yeah of course howard the duck like uh but you just kind of go where the stories take you and um like something like Stillwater, which is like this idea i had i'm like oh man that'd be fun it'd be creepy and like it's something i haven't really done before and uh, or the book that came out last week, Silver Coin, yeah. was another example where it's just like, oh, a, a done-in-one horror story is just so enticing to me. Totally. That, um, that, you know, I wouldn't say no to it because, oh, but actually I do superhero stuff. Right. Or, oh, actually, you know, I do talking ducks. That's kind of my thing. It's kind of the only thing I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, like I said, it's bad for career in the sense that, like, I, it's hard for me to picture a, a Chip Zdarsky fan right. because like who is buying Jughead and Daredevil I don't know I don't know the crossover or sex criminals like, like yeah there's, totally there's, different. there's not there may be a few people out there that would buy all of that but and enjoy all of it equally but I can't I can't see it so um, I'll yeah. probably be jobless in the next few years as a result <laughs> yeah people p tradesmen who are really good at many different things are usually finding themselves hitting the bricks pretty quickly into their careers <laughs> <laughs> uh elemental hero louise also says for manga explaining uh he suggests mob psycho or, or yeah mob psycho 100 as, as a person who needs manga explained to himself uh, i have no idea what that is so i can't speak no to same it. here uh <laughs> nb yellow paladin uh what are you planning on explaining your life story story like what are you doing in the life story annual I just just covered that uh J. Jonah jameson centric story yeah, uh, it's a, and it's just, it's the same, you know, it's me and Bagley again, and it's um, yeah. uh, 30-pager, just like the rest of them. The only difference is, whereas the rest dealt with a decade, this deals with... Uh, that time. The, the whole the whole of Jameson's life. Oh, oh, so it's like his life story. Kind of, yeah. That's cool. Uh, Josh has a great question that I wanted to ask, which is, there are there any other DC characters that you'd like to write for? Um... I mean, you got I mean, Batman, it's, so it's like it's it's a little it's a little tricky. Like, and I've I've said this before, where it's hard to like it's hard to state a title because somebody is working on the title, and it's well, weird yeah, to, it's you weird to publicly to... go after someone's job. Yes, it's, you know those those questions always kind of tend to lead to yeah um, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the audience I, the audience they they just want to see what your favorite characters are i think it's not yeah. they don't they don't understand that it's like i'm working in this industry i got these people here they who are peers of mine and it's like they're listening you know so mm -hmm. it's, yeah i, I just yeah, I, mean, I, I don't want to interrupt you sorry no no it's just it's less about character and more about like stories story. i want to tell um you know i do like the the idea of taking the obscure character and having some fun with them. Totally. Um, but I don't want to specifically say Andy. 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful at doing this Batman story because that's a huge kind of, you know, checklist item. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I've got, I do have another thing coming up for DC that hasn't been announced yet. Um, uh, it's a longer thing than the anthology project. Uh, and it also kind of deals with the Batman universe. Um, so there's there's your exclusive. Yeah, draw your, <laughs> your own conclusions. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I got a very vague thing that deals with, I mean, half of DC's output is Batman. So it's not like, you know, it's yeah. a huge spoiler to say it's It'll a Batman It'll be with Batman, hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, well, thankfully we're not an exclusive chasing group even if we were i wouldn't notice you know i'd be like man yeah. can you believe that jameson book's gonna be about jameson that's awesome i'm so excited <laughs> people are like yeah man did you Whoa. hear what he dropped <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah no that's right uh but like i, I we're we're ran, we're winding down we're over time i don't want to no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine the morning. whole thing broke down a few times so i can stick around a bit oh, i don't want to take up too much more of your time and then i can cut those no, i get out. it you People don't want to talk to me i get it You're yeah no it's like all right, you figured it out. Um, but what I what a question I had that just came from from a place of when I saw you on Urban Legends, I'm like, are you not exclusive? Is that no? I haven't been exclusive for out? I haven't been exclusive for like a year, year and a half. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where like I, I'm 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 hard to pin down. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> You know, yeah, you're a maverick. I, I, I've heard stories and I've seen people talk to people who've signed kind of multi-year exclusives with totally. companies where um, some of them regret it quickly. <laughs> right. Um, some don't and just they appreciate the steady income and job mm-hmm. security. Um, when I when I first signed the exclusive, um, I, 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 I only signed up for a year. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to see if I liked it because mm. the, the big reason to sign it for me was to get in the room. Like I wanted to go to the summit and be a part of the kind of universe building. Cause that's like, that's a, that's a huge dream come true. Totally. But like, um, I, I, I honestly didn't know if I could trust anyone. <laughs> like I didn't know going into the room, like, like this Axel guy has hired me. I'm like, who is this Axel guy? Really? Um, you hear stories, good and bad, and so I want to be in the room to see and 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 see him face to face to kind of determine whether or not this is a company I want to like keep working for, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I did like I did a year, and I'm like, okay, yeah, and I I did a couple summits, and it was a lot of fun, and then um, my contract came up again, and then like Axel's fired, and CB came in, and I kind of had the same thing. I'm just like, okay, this could be a disaster or this could be great i have no idea i'm signing up for one one year again like so i just came like <laughs> i kind of it became my thing i just kind of sign up for a year yeah um uh, do some negotiation sign up for a year and then um yeah last year uh came time to renew again and uh, i just i just had a talk with like the guy who's kind of in charge of like money and contracts there and i was just like look i got like i got two we got two options like yeah um either i'm exclusive to you for another year for you know this amount of money or i'm non-exclusive to you for this amount of money like yeah and so we we talked a long time about it what we want um um and i kind of knew i was kind of pricing myself out a little bit (laughs) with my original (laughs) um 
and 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 so we we decided like okay well let's, if you want to do non-exclusive do non-exclusive but it's still a contract like it's a weird thing i was like, it's still a contract where I, oh. I do i do 24 i do a minimum of 24 issues a year for marvel for you know x amount of money or whatever right um but i'm also i'm non-exclusive so i can do books or else, or elsewhere or anything yeah so it's kind of it was kind of the best of both worlds it's like okay you know i i you know i'm still getting paid what you know i was getting paid before under the exclusive contract but i can i can work elsewhere and so we made that deal and then the pandemic hit right and so, so like, oh, shit. <laughs> And so that was hard because like a lot of people are scrambling because if you were under contract, it was like, but the companies can't give you money work, but you can't go work for another company like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it hurt a bunch of creators, and you know Marvel did their best and they they helped uh, a lot through that time by by making sure they still had work. Um, but uh, but it 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 afforded me the opportunity to talk to DC. Um, more than i had in the past right and also dan didio um getting the boot yep. also uh helped that situation because uh rumor had it he did not care for me <laughs> <laughs> I, I i had not heard that rumor well i mean you, you could just throw out a list of creators names and there'll probably be a rumor about didio not caring for them that's true but that's that's fine like he just had i mean i don't even fault him like you know, oh. he has his thing. Like, it's I like this thing. guy's work. I like that girl's work. I like this person's work. Like, yeah. uh, and I don't like them. That's fine. But um, with him not there, uh, I was able to kind of talk words. to more. I was able to talk to more people and more editors were kind of like, kind of let free to start exploring other creators. Um, so yeah, and it made it made it a lot easier to kind of talk to DC and, and take on these kind of these fun little projects. Like, I got to draw like a Batman story for Detective Ten Twenty Seven, which fun. is like that's like a childhood dream come true. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, and, and they've been great there. So um, I like this non-exclusive thing. I just signed I just signed another contract with Marvel a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's literally the same deal. Another year, twenty four yep. issues. Non-exclusive. Issues, you got it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and like that that feels like a good number for me for for doing marvel stuff too yeah yeah because you don't want to overextend and you also don't want to like overvalue you know you don't want to be like it's a, it's the zadarsky show sorry it's just starring me you know like see me everywhere and it's like oh gee even just by even just you know it couldn't even hurt your quality it's just just overexposure could yeah yeah and like you know i'm saying this is a guy who just said he has four issues of this <laughs> yeah but but, but then but after like, that not yeah, really. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to feel pressured to take the jobs too, because if you are under contract for like thirty six a year or whatever, right. which a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people are, mm-hmm. um, and they offer you a book that you don't necessarily want, you can only turn those down so many times before they'll be like, "Hey, like you actually have to do work for us." Right. Um, so, like, by signing up for twenty four issues a year, I don't think a lot of people talk about this contract stuff, but I find it mm-hmm. interesting. So, me I'm too. Yeah, that's why I asked it. signing up for twenty four issues a year—that's basically Daredevil plus a couple of minis, and then that's, that's 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 that feels like a good a good base. If I wanted to say more to like, I was offered to pitch on a, a on a series a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I had to kind of juggle things in my head, like, well, can I do this while doing this DC thing or the image books or whatever? Yeah. Um, 
Um, but it's just nice to know I have the freedom that I can say no because contractually, um, this You're year is already kind of spoken yeah. for. Which right. is nice. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone's got different contracts and different feelings about contracts, and you know the the big freelancer thing is. Uh, oh my God, I need work. Like no right. matter what level you're at, you're just like, oh my God, I need work. So a lot of people push to get long contracts with a lot of issues kind of baked into it. Yeah. Um, and I'm lucky that Sex Criminals did as well as it did mm-hmm. because um, it paid for my house. <laughs> like, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I say this before and it's a little diminishing to Marvel and DC, but like, you know, Sex Criminals paid for my house, Marvel and DC pays for my groceries. Right. Yeah. So that that's the balance there, and because Sex Criminals did did well enough and continues to do well, um, I'm afforded the opportunity to say no to some things that maybe I wouldn't feel I could say no to if I was in a worse financial situation. Totally. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, if uh, it, it's funny, I was thinking about Daredevil and how like it is one of those books that like is a critical success, but it isn't one of those like you know breaking 100,000 sales type of type of titles. I know I hate to tell you this but what? Uh, you know, we're only what 26 issues in. Uh, but I'm eternally grateful for that frankly. Oh, I know it's wonderful uh, because I assume and I and I've seen this before and you've heard stories a thousand times about how it's like you have this book, you know, maybe like it's not selling great. You have this new creative team that's fresh and interested and they, and they, and they revitalize it. And then all of a sudden it gets on big corporate's radar and then they want to fix it. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the funny story with that is when I originally pitched Daredevil, uh, the document got sent around all the way up the food chain. Oh. And like we were waiting, like we could, I couldn't even start writing issue one until we got all the notes back and it was like a couple of months of like waiting for people to chime in and uh um because of the netflix show oh and so like there's there's more pressure because of that show like even i think at my first summit uh when i was pitching daredevil to the room the showrunner for season three was uh in the hallway and joe kasad introduced me to him and they were like you know, what do you got coming up in Daredevil? And I was like, oh, funny enough, I said, oh, I'm going more romantic comedy with it this time. And they laughed. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. Um, but I was just like, oh, fuck, there's eyes on this. Like, this is this is going to be uh, a fight. Because I, I, I was really, I was combative, combative in, in, in that period, too. Like, hmm. um, I would I would, I would, would swing at anyone to make sure I could preserve the story. Yeah. Or for better or worse, like, a lot of them were dumb fights. But... <laughs> um, once the show got canceled, unfortunately, yeah, to all the Save Daredevil fans out there, um, <laughs> uh, the pressure was off. Like I could, I could, I could kind of make, sh- I could, I could do the story that I wanted to do uh, with a bit more ease. Yeah, uh, because there weren't there weren't the eyes on it. Like I, I, I really appreciate that. I, I'm assuming we're doing well enough that they keep hiring Publishing me to it. do yeah. the next issue. Mm-hmm. And to the point where we've got a year planned, um, but not big enough that, sure, like there are too many eyes on it and, you know, a lot of fingers in the pie. Because the other thing that happens, and I've, I've seen it before with uh, other properties, is that people want to start justifying their jobs. Yeah. And they want to get their fingers in the pie so they can say, yeah, 
that hole in that pie that was my finger right mm. <laughs> well we, we can blame you but <laughs> yeah weird no. analogy but yeah no you're not wrong because it is a hole it's not they didn't improve the pie you know like i mean sometimes sometimes they do but like um if you like a nice finger taste to the pie but yeah who doesn't like um, but but yeah so yeah the higher it goes the more the more uh helpful or unhelpful notes you can receive on a thing yeah you know when you, you you talking to tom um the other day like yeah. tom's the best he's absolutely the best editor like he just gives the best notes and yep. if you disagree with them he he gives you the leash to just like go off and and do what you want to do he's right. uh, uh i've never experienced um a working relationship as uh as 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 perfect as that of any writer working with Tom Brevoort. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's super good at that. Cause he talked about it on, on, on your show sure, there, yeah. like um, that, you know, you can't have ego as an editor. Right. And and I've run into editors who have ego who totally. are basically like, like I had an editor say to me, my name's on this book too. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I see how this is. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah you know that's that's un, that's an unfortunate side effect of the job because like the editors had the, the the dream as well to work on these characters and they're yeah. working on the characters so their story ideas might conflict with the writer's story ideas and yeah um you know that that can end up being a problem but but yeah. tom is just so so gracious and so uh and and he, he just gives he gives good story notes yeah well, he knows then, the story and he, and he, and he has a deep respect for the job. Like he knows how to be an editor and how to like get out of the way and how to like, he's, he knows what the job is. Like just yeah. steer it, like just steer it in the right direction. Let the, let the writer and the artist tell their story in the best yeah. way possible. Yeah. And on life story, like maybe one day I'll share the document. Like there's a whole document just back and forth, like all color coded where it's just us talking about the story and Tom with suggestions and me saying, yeah, no, or yeah, but let's do this too. Um, and I would love uh, to see that. that yeah. And yeah. And then Tom, Tom's, Tom's so good at that. Um, Cause he's not precious about it. And I'm not precious about it at this stage either. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, he bounced hard off of me doing clones. <laughs> he bounced hard off it. And he admitted it's because he was at Marvel during that time. Exactly. Like, he's he's, got yeah. PTSD I would be from it. I would be really worried and it's weird. You know, this is just, this is nothing to do with the conversation. It's just, it's weird how much it comes up despite how, how volatile it is. Yeah. Like how often clones will come up or be referenced or, you know, like they had the audacity to actually advertise like Miles Morales getting his own clone saga. I'm like, wow, what an anti-marketing campaign you've created. Like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few reasons for that. Like one, it's a huge part of Spider-Man. Like it, it's a yeah. massive part and it sold really well for them. Like over all the titles. Yeah. And two, we, we have readers of a certain age who don't get the hate for that because they were just at the right age where this is the coolest thing that ever happened. Oh, I know them. I know them personally. Yeah. These people yeah. who were like, dude, Ben Riley's suit was freaking dope. Even the hoodie. I loved it. And I'm like, I, I have fights with editors all the time who want me to put like 90 suits on characters. I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah, but, what? Um, but yeah, like you know, Tom bounced off the clone stuff, and but it was up to me to convince him. Like right. I was like, I'll I'll keep I see your notes and I'll keep it as simple as I can. And yeah. um and, and he's gracious about that kind of thing. He's like, okay, yeah, you did it. 
Yeah. 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 You did. Yeah. Like when, when I remember doing it on the show and like, I'm like, and here's the nineties. So of course, obviously he's going to cover the clone saga. And they're like, why? There's so much else you could do. You did clones. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's pretty, it. it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty scaled down though. There's only a few yeah. clones, you know, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my promise to Tom. I'm like, we'll won't be max on clonage. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have a clone. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I'll make it really creepy. Don't worry. It'll be really yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> real uncomfortable it was uh <laughs> but good in a good but in a way it would be you know as opposed to like how cavalier and uncomfortable it is how it's like if you were mary jane during the clone saga you're like all right who's been sleeping with me really and it's like yeah ugh, like how how complicated but how no one treated it like it was that gross and complicated and now it's yeah. like you think about it with today's sensibilities and you're like everything about that is wrong there's nothing good about what that is yeah, back in the day, you could sleep with the clone, and it's no problem. I'm, I'm not. By the way, I'm not suggesting today's, that happened. Today's, today's clone cancel culture. Oh my is god! Out of control. Yeah. Who's going to talk for the clone? Who's going to speak for them if not me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, all right. Now yeah. I've taken up more of your time, but uh, Chip, thank you so much for being here. Uh, yeah, plug your so. podcast again because I think that's a cool idea, and I think more people will be interested in that. It's a uh, manga splaining. Dot com. If you go to my Twitter, I, I, I tweeted about it today because we just put out a new episode, and it's uh it's a lot of fun. Um, if you're looking for uh, an episode where I highly recommend a manga, um, check out the one Way of the House Husband, which is about a, a yakuza who decides to be a house husband to support his graphic designer wife, and it's <laughs> so funny. It's like it's like fraction hawkeye sensibility funny like yeah there's some laugh out loud panels in it and i highly recommend it can i ask who came up with the name because that's such a good idea that's such a good name unfortunately i believe it was me we all did a trip to to japan uh like a year and a half ago um toronto comic arts festival uh, usually sends a contingent of people there and we kind of do a show and tour around so i was the only one of us that wasn't really a japanophile right like um, I don't really know the anime or the manga or anything. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of it was them kind of explaining why we're at a museum to the masked raider or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, I have no idea, but all right. And so at some point, I, I think I made the suggestion that we should do a podcast called Manga Explaining. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, now here we are. Took a pandemic, but we did it. Right. I yeah. think I think the pandemic, if, if, if nothing else, it created like this like the equivalent of like however many podcasts were created up until the pandemic the pandemic year created the exact proportionate amount of podcasts yeah i know i know you you got in so early so you're you're like the grandfather of it now oh, yeah yeah i got the greatest show it uh <laughs> thanks a lot for being here man uh everybody check yeah, out manga planning such a good idea and uh we'll see you guys next time with another episode thank you very much all right see you everyone